Hello and welcome to the Happier Here podcast. In this show, we talk about tools, techniques, and ideas to help us live more fulfilling lives. In this show, we have a full-time traveler and guest experience consultant, Caroline Maley. She is currently in, where are you at? In Montenegro. In Montenegro. I forgot already. (laughs) On the Adriatic Sea. (laughs) She's currently in Montenegro and you have been traveling for over 10 years, you said. Um, I'm super interested as myself, someone that's obsessed with travel. I have not been able to travel as much as as you have, but um, I really think it's it's powerful for healing your soul and and really making you feel alive because you're able to experience so many new things constantly. Um, let's start off by allowing yourself to explain a little bit about yourself, what you do and kind of how you came to, to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for having me on the podcast. I'm super looking forward to this chat. I am a guest experience consultant. So I work predominantly in the travel and events industries. And in a nutshell, I help businesses and brands improve the experiences that they offer their guests. So that could be a physical event a live event, a virtual event now, obviously in this time, or it could be actually looking at the whole guest journey within the brand. So from the minute they jump on the website all the way through to the experience itself and then how they they remain connected to that guest after the fact. So I like to kind of go through the the whole journey with the guest. So that's what I'm doing right now. I am in Montenegro. I am working remotely and the way, I mean, the re- reason I really got into this was I, I mean, I guess growing up, I, uh, I've always traveled. My parents were big travelers. So we were, we were always traveling. I traveled more. Out, I grew up in Australia, but I traveled more outside of Australia than I did inside of Australia. And I very early on, I had the opportunity to join Cirque du Soleil. So I worked with them in front of house roles as a local at first. So just in my hometown of Brisbane in Australia. And after a couple of years, I was able to get a full-time position with them. And that started this kind of love affair with the company, love affair of, of traveling and working at the same time. And over the 10-year period, I, I came and went a couple of times, but I, I worked in 17 different countries, over 50 cities. And up until now, I, I think I'm up to 42 countries. So uh, I, do love, I do love traveling and even just talking about traveling, especially right now when, when there's not a lot of going on. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's really interesting because I um, you know, was a digital nomad, I would call myself, like, and, and you're kind of this, checking those same boxes. It's, you know, we call ourselves all different things. Um, uh, mostly last year, I had to kind of work towards it for a long time, did little stints of it. But I was mostly traveling in a car, so I was I was kind of emulating the whole right. van life thing. I actually had a van at one time, and then I never really traveled in it. I sold it and was like, I just want to stay oh, in my okay. little Honda Fit. I built a bed <laughs> in there and traveled for months at a time. Um, and I only really traveled across the United States because obviously there's only so far you can go in a car necessarily. Uh, and right. there's just so much to see here in the States yeah. that I kind of, I was planning on eventually traveling further. Uh, and I will, I just haven't gotten there yet. I've only been to Canada, honestly. Like I've never been right. to Europe or East Asia or like any of these Africa, any of these places that I'd like to go eventually. But even just traveling within the United States and getting out of my home region, getting into new um, cultural areas. It's crazy when you travel the United States, it's, it's like totally different countries from one place to the yeah, next. I experienced that as well when I was, well, I've spent a lot of time in the States and I also experienced that. I mean, it's so big. Life, yeah. <laughs> each, each state is really very distinct from the next one. Yeah. From every aspect. Yeah. It really is a, it's a united 
like collection of states and each state has its mm. own identity, its own government, yeah. its own culture. Um, and they, you know, ones that are close to each other have a tendency to be similar, but I guess you'd mm. probably say the same with countries if you're traveling Europe and each For country sure, is probably, yeah. you know, got its own thing, but it's similar in some ways to the ones that it's nearby. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, that's really awesome. I think that, you know, for me, travel has always been a way to two things, open up my perspective because it it'll it really pushes your boundaries of especially when you're traveling and working at the same time. You're not just like, oh, I'm going to go relax on a resort the whole time. Right. You're really experiencing a lot more of the local culture um, when you're like finding somewhere to work or talking to local people, trying to find clients. I don't know if, if you've ever done that part of it, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's really fascinating <laughs> to learn so much about like a local culture by actually being involved even if you're only there for a few days it's like you can pick up so much more than if you're stuck in a hotel the whole time yeah absolutely and I mean travel I I kind of people people kind of say to me what would you be doing if you weren't traveling or or questions like that and traveling is is within like it's such a huge part of me yeah doesn't I, I can't even I can't even imagine not traveling anywhere within like a three month period, let alone, you know, my entire life. And one of the main reasons why I love it so much is because, like you said, you do get to discover a different reality than yours. And that leads to a lot more empathy. Yeah. And that leads to a lot more patience. And, you know, I'm in Montenegro right now. There's so many about there's so many things about this place that you have luxury on one side. And then you have very, very archaic, like they don't have recycling here. Like you don't recycle here. It's the craziest huh. thing to get my head around. But instead of me sitting here and going, oh God, like I can't believe this, I can't believe that, uh, uh, like just basically complaining about it. Once you travel and you travel consistently and, and, and regularly, it's, it, it really, you, you think about it in a different way. You think, huh, that's interesting. I wonder why that is. And then ideally you would take the time to potentially research it a little bit or ask a couple of questions to some locals instead of just writing it off as something that you're, that is lesser than what you're used to. And that's right. one of the thing, the great things that I, I find in traveling and, and people that travel a lot, you can, you, you get that same vibe, you know, there's a lot more empathy, there's a lot more patience and there's a lot more curiosity. People want to know like, Oh, this is, Oh, why do you guys do this? Oh, Oh, what's this food? Oh, what's this custom? Yeah. And wow. You just, your, your eyes are just so open. And I, and I think it changes something within you to every new place that you go to. You know, I still get, even though I've traveled full time, I, I still get so surprised by by things. And I'm like, wow, like this is amazing. I never would have imagined this. So yeah. Do you find this uh, out of curiosity, do you enjoy like the cities and like the cultural pieces of, of traveling or and or the like uh, nature and like the beautiful places that you can go and see or just interesting places like it seems like you're a little like I don't know you you can answer yeah. <laughs> it's definitely changed over time yeah. obviously when I started traveling also uh when I was you know starting off when I was a bit younger I wanted to be kind of where all the people were and, and going out with locals and uh, we when I worked for Cirque du Soleil we were my position was actually very lucky because every city that we traveled to with the show we hired about 100 locals to work for us because oh, it was cool. very important yeah. that the people interacting with the guests, they spoke their language. And uh, 
so I that I loved that at the beginning and I always I was very social I always wanted to be involved you know we'd 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 go and see all the things in the city and then do the do some touristy things but because we stayed in a city for so long you know up to eight weeks that kind of got weaned out of us you know you're a tourist for a short period of time and and so now I find that even though I'm always in a different place I'm such a creature of habit you know if I find an amazing I just recently found an amazing it's actually a, a very beautiful hotel here but they have an amazing uh, cafe at the bottom mm. and I love that place and so I'm regularly going back there yeah uh, if I and and I also I I like to be by myself a lot I'm very hermit even though I'm traveling and interacting you know working with clients lots of calls lots of different events I do like to be by myself a lot and so I gravitate very quickly towards remote beaches and remote villas and it's my dream to have a remote villa on a beach somewhere in Greece. <laughs> and so I think it definitely has changed over the time and it, it's always an evolution when you're traveling just depending on how you're feeling in that moment and, and the people around you as well I, I think uh, really plays a big part in that but for me right now I'm very much if I find something that I really like I'll go back to the same place every day I'll do the same thing. I'll have the same coffee every day, you know. Um, but I'm very selective of where I where I put my time to and how I spend it. That's interesting. I mean, I think that we all, most of us do that. Like humans are definitely a creature of habit and it's like very hard to push yourself out of that. But what I've experienced with like traveling is that it forces you when you're, you know, you might be somewhere for a couple months, but then if you're somewhere new next month, then it forces you to like break those habits a little bit and, yeah. and be a little more considerate about them. And it doesn't mean that like a habit is not a bad thing. I think especially in this show, we talk a lot about habits and, and breaking bad habits and building good habits. And it's like a good habit or like a habit that you enjoy. Like if you enjoy going to the same coffee shop and having that sense of security and, and familiarity, like there's nothing wrong with that. That's actually a really uh, amazing thing to cultivate. And the cool thing is you get to mi kind of mindfully do that over and over and over again as you move to new places. Well, that's it. And in, when you're traveling so much and you're moving so much, it's the question is how can I bring some consistency into what, I, what I'm doing, right? If I was really all over the place, I, I wouldn't be productive. I think mentally I would just be so scattered that I wouldn't be able to focus. I, would, I, I, think, I don't think I'd be as happy, honestly. Yeah. And so for me, it's really important that I could be in Montenegro now, actually next week I'm going to be in London, you know, no matter where I'm moving, how can I set up the, a little bit of consistency so that I am not thrown every time I change environments because I'm constantly changing environments. So it's very interesting to, some people kind of say, wow, you're such a, you, it's so strange, you're such a creature of habit, yet you're always moving. And I kind of like that those two things are extreme, but then they come together and form this really beautiful way of living for me anyway so a big part of what you do or you're you're doing now is <clears throat> experience um helping companies and and events uh plan experiences what is something yeah. you seem very passionate about just experience in general can you talk about that a little yes. bit why why that how, first of all like i'm assuming it's from the Cirque du Soleil thing how did that become a passion of yours and why <laughs> I think early on, I realized, especially working for Cirque du Soleil, like anyone that's seen a Cirque du Soleil show knows that 
they're going to be blown away in some form of another in the two hours that that you're sitting there watching the show in the big top. Um, I, I always remember that whenever I would feel a bit like complacent or I'd be a bit bored, I would go into the big top and stand at the back and just watch for, for five, 10 minutes. But I wouldn't necessarily watch the show because I've seen the show many times. Yeah. I would watch the people. Oh, yeah. I'd watch the people around me. I'd listen to them. I'd listen to the kids like freaking out. I'd listen to especially older people like losing their mind because <laughs> they've seen something crazy. And to me, it was such a powerful, those were very powerful moments because I was thinking to myself, wow, I am part of something that is literally a transformational experience for so many people sitting here. And sometimes you forget that. You just do things, right? Like you you might go to a, a concert, you know, you might jump on an airplane, you might do all of these things, even the smallest things. And sometimes you forget how impactful they are on your life. And so when I started to really feel that with Cirque du Soleil, and then I started to then be a lot more aware and conscious of that across many other different platforms. You know, I was a, I was actually an assistant cruise director on a cruise ship. So I ran the enter- entertainment department on a cruise ship and I'd never even been on a cruise ship in my life, mm-hmm. but I was able to take that same principle of we are providing an experience. We, what our goal is to take somebody out of their comfort zone, out of their regular day-to-day and give them something that they never, that they cannot get anywhere else. Um, the perfect example of that is when I was working at Cirque du Soleil, uh, we were in Paris the exact moment of the Bataclan terror attacks. Mm. I guess it's about five years ago now. We were there. We, were, we, were, we had a show going on while the terror attacks were happening. We closed the show. Uh, for a couple of weeks, as was mandated by by the city of Paris. And uh, I'll never forget the moment where our artistic director, she we, we had a big meeting before the very, on the very first day that we were opening. And she said to us, she said, guys, we have an incredibly important role today. We are about to put a show. We were doing two shows that day. So we are about to invite almost 4,000 people here today. And we have the opportunity. It is our job to take them away from all of that crap. Like Paris was an absolute nightmare at the time. Even just for two hours to help them forget about all of that and just to give them an experience that will bring back hope and will bring back happiness and laughter and leave them feeling like, wow, like there's a whole world out there. Like I can do anything. And I'll never forget that moment because it was incredibly powerful. And that's what we did. And I think we achieved it very well. But that's why I'm so passionate about experiences. And and the other thing is because I feel so many experiences could be so much better if some attention to detail was put in place you know, there's how many times, think of how many times you, you you go on an experience and it could be literally anything. And you think oh, that could have been so much better if only they had or if only there was. And then you end up with this whole list of things, right? Yeah. A lot of those things are so easy to achieve. They're like the tiniest things. Most of most people complain about like very small things, but because they consistently happen. They add up and now accumulate and become uh, and become a lot more negatively impactful on the experience than than positively. So, those are the two areas. And and as a full time traveler, I'm also a guest. I'm always a guest. You mm-hmm. know? So I have the working with client side of things, but I'm also always the guest. So you know, I was just in Greece for two weeks, and I was the guest at the Airbnb. I was the guest at the restaurant, and I actually took time with both of them and said, Hey, this could have, this was amazing, but 
if you just did these couple of things, they were probably like, who is this girl? <laughs> but I, I really truly believe that there were so many things and all of the things that I suggested cost no money or very little amount of money, you know, and, and that's, there's so much power in those, I like to call them micro moments. Yeah. And I think they're just so lost and forgotten about a lot of the time. And so that's why I'm really passionate about what I do and the working with clients, because a lot of the times it's very easy to fix these things and to bring creativity and, and inventiveness and, and excitement into these experiences with the tiniest little changes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, really fascinating to think about from that aspect. I used to work in restaurants uh, and I worked in like one like pretty high end restaurant in Pittsburgh and, and they were very, very serious about and that's what made them successful. It was like their right. food was incredible. Um, their service was OK, but they they really focused on the design of the space and like what someone felt and like what what were those micro moments like when they stood in the lobby, like what was that space like when they got in and they sat down at the bar? What is that space like when they sat in one of the side seats? What's that space like? What's the back room like? And what, and what, how do those experiences flow together? And then like leaving, they had like a whole thing and like they had that all really well. I think that they should have focused a little bit at some point on like how their employees experience working for them because their employees were all miserable and that came eventually started coming across to the, to the guests. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but absolutely. I mean, there's so much. I used to work in event technology, so I do all kinds of events. And I saw it go both ways where like you'd have a conference where the event planner was just like insanely focused on like wowing people constantly the whole time. I just did one here in Omaha in the winter uh, and the guy that was running it and it was like an education. Um, it was like for education funding for uh, underserved communities. Um, something that could be totally boring and totally right. like just, you know, an educational like, oh, here you're coming to learn. But he was like um, just setting up all these little fun things for people to do and like giving out gifts. And he was going around like talking to attendees, like making eye contact and being like, thank you so much for being here. Like mm -hmm. and just really like connecting with everyone and giving opportunities for people to connect with each other too. He had all these little fun little like networking things going on. Uh, and it was, you know, you could see it in the, like people loved being there and they're yeah. definitely going to come back. And also they donated a lot of money because they were so right. excited to be there and they like felt like there's something big happening here. Like we're, we're changing the world. That's like, kind of like what they were, you know, really pushing. So. And people want to be a part of that and they want to have some kind of transformation, even when, even when you talk about going on a trip, yeah. you know, it, you, you want to have some kind of transformation, whether it's just like a stress release because you yep. know, your, your life is very stressful back home and you just want something that will take you out of that. You know, maybe you're going on a retreat or something like that where you, you very much expect some kind of transformation or learning different languages or cultures, you know, that the, the transformation part is, is, is so, so important. And and just even, for example, uh, I give the example often of uh, my sister is a head chef at a hotel here. And uh, it's one of the reasons that I'm that I actually decided to come here in the first place. And when I got picked up from the airport by her by her company, by the hotel, I was presented with this beautiful little wooden tray. It had like this serviette that, you know, like a refreshment towel. There was a little box that had handmade chocolates in it, a little note from the hotel saying, you know, welcome, Caroline. And that small gesture, if you think about that cost basically nothing, 
it, I still remember that. And that was so long ago. And I've had so many moments like that where it is that that I have re- remembered above anything else. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I challenged e- even my audience very recently, like how I, I gave that same story. And then I said, how can you give a micro, provide a micro moment or a small experience to someone today in your life? You know, something that they're not going to expect, nothing crazy. You're not doing anything crazy. You're just putting a little bit of attention to detail on something and and giving that experience to someone else, whether you see them physically or it's on the phone or something like that. And it was a very cool little little challenge that that I got people to do. And I did the same. And it's it's so powerful. It's so, so powerful. Yeah, I think uh, we talked about before we started recording that, you know, this can not it doesn't have to just be restaurants or hotels, resorts, mm, events, absolutely. conferences, that kind of stuff. You were mentioning a photographer and yeah. I was saying some examples as well of, of if you're an entrepreneur or a business owner or in customer service of some kind, everyone's in customer service of some kind. Like even if you're yes. developing a product like Apple, for example, I'm recording on my Apple product. Like they know that yeah. like they their packaging like. their online stores their in-person stores their product like it's all designed for the experience of like what does it feel like to interact with our product um and they're really good at that obviously that's why they're so successful uh (laughs) (laughs) but so what are some other examples of of you know you said the photographer example what are some examples of where um someone could use this outside of just the event uh, space or like this concept, you know, of like really focusing on the, the experience of the guest. Yeah. And you know, the photographer example, just to elaborate on that, it was really looking at, okay, you're going to go and and take pictures of someone. And and if you're a great photographer, then the, I mean, the result is going to be, is going to be amazing, but how can you make sure that every single element of the experience that they have with you, which started from them going maybe on your Instagram, them checking out your portfolio online, maybe it's word of mouth, a friend maybe meant, um, promoted their services. So how can you from that very, very first moment create an experience for them that will actually last through to the photo session and then afterwards as well? Because, you know, one goal of, of customer service and guest experience is that you want these guests to return back, right? right you want yeah. them to come back to you. You want them to stay within your community. And to tell everyone about uh, it. And to tell everyone about it, because, you know, in, in the long run, you're, you're, you want to make money, but you also want to create a community around your brand. And that's why that kind of mentality, like way of thinking is, is very, very important. Uh, even, I mean, even when you think of, think of when you, I mean, most people are, um, order off Amazon, right? Actually, mm-hmm. fun fact that you can't get Amazon to Montenegro, which has been <laughs> very interesting for me thinking about like, Oh, I want to buy this. Oh, no. Okay, I guess I'm going to have to live without it. And it's uh, it's been a very interesting life lesson in minimalism and being creative. (laughs) But anyway, you know, when you receive an Amazon package, it comes in the standard Amazon box, whatever. and And then you have the stuffing and then you have the thing in there. A lot of times if you order of a individual company or even like Etsy, these super creative people, when you receive the package, it's like this whole experience. Yep. There's all these elements to it. It's beautifully wrapped. There's usually a handwritten note in there somewhere. You know, there may be, I, I received uh, something recently where there was some po- beautiful postcards, you know, that I put up on my wall. And, and so that is an experience, you know, we're talking about just receiving a product in the mail, but that in itself is an experience. Yeah. And I know that, this company that sent me that sent me this thing that I was just blown away by when I opened it, you know, I will continue to follow them because 
that experience had an impact on me. So I think yeah. anytime you're working with a guest, honestly, like anything that you do where you have an audience, you have a guest and you're providing them an experience. And the idea is that you, you don't just want to give them the standard, what you say on your website, you know, even what you say in maybe a pitch call or something like that. You want them to, to go through the experience and be like, oh my God, like this was above and beyond anything that I ever expected. That's the goal. So yeah, you know, as you're saying this, I'm thinking of all the ways that that applies to all of the things that I do, especially with yeah. the podcast of like, you know, how can I be more um, like guest focused? Like when you come right. on an interview, like how can I, you know, really step up and make sure that experience is great. Uh, and then also for the listeners, you know, making sure mm -hmm. that we're actually meeting their expectations and exceeding that, um, which we I, like, obviously I kind of try that, but it's interesting to be like, well, okay, how could I focus on that even more? Um, yes. Yeah. And, and people are going to really focus if the experience was average or the experience was what they expected, they're naturally going to pull out the negatives. Right. And, and yeah, I gave the example, uh, I think yesterday on my Instagram where it's very beautiful here in Montenegro, uh, you have, you have the mountains that meet the sea and, you know, anytime mountains meet the sea, it just creates this beautiful landscape. And in the mornings I go for a, a very short run and I end up on this point where the, the, the view I've, I've seen that view now a hundred times and it's just so beautiful and it blows me away every morning and so the the end goal that the the experience was me standing at the point there and looking at this beautiful view right and the example that I gave on this post was my run was amazing I actually did a super fast time I felt I felt great like on the way back there were some really cool things that happened and when I got back to my apartment I was like wow that was awesome like I'm so ready to like get this day going and the other example that I gave was, okay, what if I had that same experience at the end? What if the view was incredible? Yeah. And I was like, wow, this was amazing. But on the way there, there was a huge rubbish truck that was just next to me the whole time, loud, smelly, you know, yeah. there was a dog there barking. You know, I, I finally made it to the, to the view. You know, I was exhausted. I, the run was terrible. The view was the same. The view had the same impact on me. And then on the way back, like I, I mentioned, like I tripped over a hose that was on the ground and I just got back to the apartment and I was just like deflated. So that experience of seeing the view was the same, but the journey to get there and back was very different. And when I recant that story, when I retell that story, yes, I will talk about the view, but I will also talk about all of those negative things that happen. So when you think about when you have an experience and you're offering something to a guest, you also have to consider that, right? That you want to be focusing on every part of the experience, not just that, that one main event that you have going on there. Because the impact really is in all of those micro moments that lead up to it and that are come afterwards. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I see that in, you know, the coaching space too of like, coaches that you know might have might really be like geniuses at like figuring out someone's right. whatever their problem is and helping them work through it or finding their strengths and helping them double down on those things but like their marketing is pretty weak or they don't have any at all i see that a lot like these incredible right. coaches that have like no marketing and it's like well it was incredibly difficult for me to even get a hold of you and then i already kind of just have this like negative you know, tint on the experience and yeah. the the results of the experience might be great, but I I have 100% worked with coaches that the experience of, of working with them, like getting a hold of them, purchasing, they didn't have a consistent like invoice process. So that right. was like difficult. And they were like, well, maybe pay me this way. I don't know. Like, 
It's like, <laughs> oh, it was so painful. They were incredible coaches. But I, even though I got results from that, I did not go back because I yeah. was basically just like, I don't want to go through all of that again. Like yeah. most of that experience was not fun and not enjoyable. Um, yeah. Versus I've had experience with other coaches where it's been so seamless and maybe the coaching was kind of averaged the actual like piece of it but the whole experience relating to them you feel like you know them through the experience because their branding's really good and like it's a seamless process you're not focused on the checkout is such an important part with any business because if you're sitting there and it it to in my marketing experience the checkout experience should be not uh, not draw attention to itself, <laughs> basically, because mm-hmm. it's, it's the, like effortless. Yeah, because it's the part it's where like someone's the separating them from their money. You want them to focus yes. on all of the other parts, and that needs to happen so quick and so seamless that like they just move on to the next thing, and it's not just like or you you know I've seen people do some really cool things where it kind of like they add a little gift or they add a little like personalization there or something. Um, and in those cases, you know that you're taking the focus away from the fact that you're taking money from them, uh, right? And but otherwise, it can be so painful if your checkout experience, whether it's online or it's just interesting to think about how many ways this applies to online businesses, right? Yeah. And 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 for me, that comes down to a personal brand, right? Yeah. And my goal, I work very hard on my personal brand because I want someone to go on my Instagram, to go on my website and to go on my LinkedIn and feel the exact same thing. Like I want them to feel like they know me, but I... I I give out the exact same version of me, Caroline, on all of those platforms, which is the authentic real me. And I see it a lot, especially with travel, when if you just take sheer language as as the example, so many websites have the worst English translation I've ever seen (laughs) in my life, actually worse than Google. Yeah. And yet I have actually gone on the experiences and the experiences were incredible, like mind-blowingly incredible. And I have had conversations with with some people that I that I find that I just need to tell them as like a public set, you know, like please get your website fixed. Like just get an English native person yeah. to translate this. And then, you know, on their website they have other languages. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't even want to click on any of them because like God forbid the, if English is this bad. Right. And a lot of the times the 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 hesitation really comes from, oh, we've been doing this for 20 years. Like, we know what we're doing. Thank you. And I'm like, okay, but we're talking about building a brand here and building a brand that is attractive, that's authentic, that makes you want to, like you said, connect with them very, mm-hmm. very quickly and and be and be part of their, their, their community and their brand from the very beginning because that's how you're going to get them on the experience itself, right? And and I just find it funny sometimes when I'm reading. I, I like to kind of just do a little bit, of, when I have time, just do a little bit of a, on on google and look at some different uh websites especially in the mediterranean because english is predominantly always the second language and it's just very fascinating to see the kind of copy that people put up and this is the first thing that people see when, yep. when they come on their website and and so building that consistent brand across across all aspects of the guest journey as well as all all your different platforms uh, whether you, whether you're a tour company, like you said, whether you're e-commerce, whether you're a podcaster, it doesn't even matter. But making sure that consistency is there, and making sure that you are putting out something that you're ridiculously proud of, and that really shows who you are, you know. So I think it's so important. And obviously, I'm talking about it from an experience point of view, but you can talk about it even just from a mere sales point of view, like you right. mentioned. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, all those things are inter- they all intertwine. Like <laughs> you know, like marketing, experience, customer service, sales, all of those things. Follow up, like all of those things are, are are mixed together. They're really, I mean, honestly, like they come down to the experience. Like that's yeah. that's that is such a central you, point. I think it's and cool. And you can to- tell the people or the brands that have actually put a lot of work and time and money yep. into that. Like it's very very obvious, as opposed to the people that are just like have just chucked something up online, you know. <laughs> Yeah, some random person to do it for them Mm -hmm. that has no idea what they're doing. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Is there anything that you feel has been like really impactful for you in the kind of fulfillment side of traveling? Like for personally, you know, that's something that we like to talk about on the show is like, um, is travel that thing or are there additional things in your in your own life that you found while you're traveling can be impactful for feeling like you are living a life that's meaningful and are satisfied with that? I think the first thing that comes to mind for me is, is like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, really around taking time to actually understand what is going on in that place or especially the history of that place. You, mm, know? Mm-hmm. They, you know, when I went to Russia, for example, the first time I went to Russia and there's certain things that I noticed on a whole in terms of the people that I was interacting with. And instead of writing it off or instead of thinking of it negatively, I actually took a lot of time to research. You know, I, I started reading a lot of Russian literature and it gave me this whole level of, understanding and empathy towards the people that I was with on a daily basis than I ever would have done if I had not even taken that time and so and I think that is where the magic is and that's where like you said the fulfillment is because you're really able to almost like be on a whole nother level than just like the the regular tourist that just goes to the all-inclusive that barely leaves the hotel and just doesn't engage with the country that they're in and 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 so I think really being able to engage with the people around you but really taking time to actually learn about their reality learn about their language I mean learning languages is a whole nother thing you know I speak a couple of languages and learning languages you actually become a lot better at your own language because Mm. you find out all these rules and then people start asking me questions about oh how why is it like this in English and I'm like oh my god I have no idea (laughs) Somebody asked me recently, like, what are the irregular verbs in English? And I was like, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm a native English speaker, but I never learned English like that. I would have, you could ask me that for French, Spanish, you could ask me those questions. And so I think you, you just, your mind just really opens up and you're really able to see things in a different way. And especially right now in the time that we're in, empathy and understanding is huge. And it's something that we should all be leading with and, and, travel gives you the most incredible opportunity to practice that and to really pay that forward you know you're leading by example so if you're showing up in that way then the people around you even if they're just travelers they're also going to show up in that way and so for me that is where I get the most fulfillment and where I I mean that's how you build your knowledge right and that's how you build even credibility you know people can talk to me about different places in the world and ask me questions about traveling and stuff like that because I've built up that credibility and I haven't just gone and just zipped in and out of a country I've actually spent a lot of time there and it just I mean I I just I can't say enough about it I I think that anyone who hasn't traveled anywhere in their life is almost doing such a disservice to themselves and and 
I don't actually, I, I did actually have a conversation recently with somebody who said they don't like traveling. And I kind of said, I don't think that we can be friends. Like, <laughs> I, I have nothing to talk to you right. about. Like, I respect your view, but I, I don't un understand it. Like, so it was very, it was a very funny moment. It's the first time I've come across that. Somebody was like, absolutely not. I never want to leave my city. And I'm like, wow. I've met people like crazy. that for sure. Really? Yeah. yeah. I guess it maybe depends on the area and maybe even the country as well. But it was the first time I came across that. And I just, wow, it just took me back a little bit, you know, because it's such a part of my life. So Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's an interesting thing, too, is like when you start to meet people that are, you know, there's something that's so core to me uh, and, and like what makes me feel fulfilled in my life. And then someone says, like, yeah, that's just not interesting to me. And I'm like, what? Right. <laughs> But that's a practice well, of empathy as well. it challenges you, right? And, yeah. and, and, that's, and tra travel challenges you. I mean, I, I have the craziest travel stories that if, you know, if my parents heard them, they would just like probably have a heart <laughs> attack, you know, their daughter. But it, it, it challenges you in ways that you, you won't even ever expect or could ever pre prepare for. And it's up to you to show up like really adaptable, really quick thinking, creative thinking. And, I, and that not only translates to day to day, but I know for me that's translated to how I am as an employee, mm. how I am now as like a solopreneur, as a consultant, all of those, a lot of the skill set that I have now can really be put down to, to traveling and to living in different places, living in different cultures, speaking different languages. It's such a huge part of my brand and my package and a lot of other people that I know that are big travelers have those same attributes. Yeah, it really increases your... Um like adaptability, you know, and that's Absolutely. such an important thing in life. Humans are adaptability machines. If we let ourselves be, we're also habitual machines. So it's kind of these two aspects of humanity that are always at odds in our lives. Yeah. And it's, I totally agree. It's up to us, which ones to nurture and, and which ones. That's to, it. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you are in an area, let's say you can't afford to hop on a plane. Like I know lots of people mm -hmm. that literally cannot afford to buy. I've been in that sure. place lots of times in my life yeah, where like yeah, I could not absolutely. afford a plane ticket. And actually growing up, I'm really grateful for my mother because we lived in rural Pennsylvania, uh, which is beautiful, by the way. Uh, and we would travel all the time, even though I don't think I hopped on. I was on a plane really at all as a child. We would just drive places. We drive right two or three hours in any direction and, and on the east coast of the United States like you can see some incredible things in that space and also there's just like it's kind of the idea of being a tourist in your own neighborhood or your own area yes. and you start to get those little uh, like breaking outside of that regularity if you never literally never left your hometown it would be terrifying to leave your hometown for the first time um, yes. and also the unknown yeah it's just 30 minutes down exactly the road. <laughs> yeah I actually know someone who has an extreme phobia of leaving like the hour radius of his wow. of our hometown that he's from my wow. hometown um, right. and that blows my mind because he's literally never going unless he works on that and I don't think he's going to like he's never going to see the world outside of that little That's sphere crazy, yeah. um, outside of the outside of YouTube probably right yeah exactly yeah which is incredible like I think we take that for granted that like Yes. We can connect with people from all over the world. We can see sites from all over the world. We can experience, somewhat experience other cultures from all over the world just from this little portal thing right here. Well, and that's what happened during lockdown, right? Like so many destinations, museums, all sorts of different venues were actually giving virtual tours and you could actually walk through the spaces virtually. 
and just seeing, just having even interaction with people from other places in the world that you never would have done so if you were not confined to your to your right. place of living. You know, it really took a lot of people out of their comfort zone for many other reasons, obviously, but in particular for this reason in, in terms of connecting with people in a completely different way than they have been previously. Yeah, I think that's uh, been incredible for myself is being able to connect with people from, I already like, you know, I'm connected with people from all over the world, but just really doing that on a more regular basis because I've been just hopping on random video calls. If I meet someone on LinkedIn, I'm like, hey, let's like, you know, hop on a video call and just talk. And it's like, it'll be someone from, uh, I was just speaking with someone from uh, Nigeria and then someone from Saudi Arabia and then someone from Russia. And it's just like, uh, and I, I'm very lucky that like almost everyone in the world speaks English because I'm terrible at other <laughs> languages. Um, and we're in a very, um, you know, privileged situ position yeah, because of that. But um, yeah, it's been incredible because, you know, you just open your eyes and it's, incredible because we're all kind of going through this thing together right now as a as a as a globe in a way that's connected more than ever before as well and i had the exact same experience with you in terms of uh jumping on a video call with somebody i i actually somebody reached out to me very early on at the beginning of the year saying you know do you want to jump on a video and i thought to myself absolutely not like why would i want to do that (laughs) and eventually especially when lockdown happened i did and I remember getting off that call like, whoa, that like, I just have so much energy right yes, now. Yeah. I just feel like so completely different. And now I have a connection with someone that is a lot deeper than, than I would if we were, we were de- um, on direct message or WhatsApp or something like that. You know, like we've seen, even you and I, like we've seen each other face to face. We've gauged each other's energy reactions and everything. Yeah, and I think right. it's so powerful uh, so if anyone's listening and you're like super freaked out and, and like the thought of jumping on a, on a video call with someone like makes you want to, you know, Do run it. and hide, it's, it's honestly, it's the impact is huge. And if you speak about it from an experiential point of view, I think it becomes quite addictive. I try to do a couple of weeks now. Yep. And it's amazing. Amazing. And like you said, you're connecting with people from all over the world. Yeah, absolutely. There's some uh, like video call groups that I'd love to. I'll I'll, I'll tell you about afterwards because they're pretty great for if you're just trying to like consistently hop on with like random people. There's some people that are facilitating that, especially in the professional space, which is cool. Right. Um, Right. Is there anything that you'd like to leave the audience with before we wrap things up? Hmm. I think I was I was asked a question recently, like, what would your advice be for the world? You know, I mean, that's, mm, that's crazy, a huge question, <laughs> a huge question with just so much weight. But, Solve all the world's but, problems right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go. And go. 2020, <laughs> the best year ever, you know. Uh, and for me, what I said was just remain curious mm. <clears throat> and remain adventurous and even if you cannot travel anywhere and even if you cannot experience things you can do so much from your own home that we've just spoke about that you, that was never possible you know 10 10 20 years ago and so keep that curiosity and that adventurous nature because so much good can come of that and and from from a mental health point of view as well yeah that is so key and, you know, like I mentioned, the way that I got off, I got off that first Zoom call and the way that I felt completely changed the trajectory of my day. And I think it is so important right now when mental health is like such a concern for a lot of people. So 
really bringing that curiosity in and bringing that like, I'm going to remain adventurous even if I can't afford anything or even if I'm physically not allowed to leave my, my place of residence is it, that would be kind of my take especially as a full-time traveler and, yeah. and my like little, uh, you know, the takeaway for the audience today. Absolutely. Thank you so much. There's, you're currently doing um, a seven day experience challenge, right? Do you want to talk about yeah. that before we hop off? Sure. Yeah. The seven day guest experience yes. challenge. So it's for anyone that has an experience that they offer a guest. And we've talked about all the different examples throughout this podcast. And it is seven days uh, where we break down your experience into the different stages where a guest will journey through it. Mm -hmm. And the idea is at each stage, we'll break it down, find different ways, especially creative ways of adding value, you know, adding more impact and elevating that moment of the experience. And then once all of that is done, at the end, you'll be left with an, an, an incredible experience, one that was even better than, than you started with. And so that information, it's on my website uh, that can be, and you can, you can join up whenever you like. And it is really fun for me. It's because people come on board with all different experiences. Mm -hmm. And it's also interesting for people that want to have an experience. You know, I have someone that has joined me, wants to do a food tour in Greece, but mm. she's not there yet. It is yeah. something that should be next year, but this is an incredible way to almost brainstorm your way into a product. So you could already have a very well-established experience or you could uh, just, you know, we've all been in this crazy like ideas phase, creativity phase during lockdown, I think. And so yeah. all these, you know, all these goals and dreams that you want to do. And so if one of those is to create an experience, this is the perfect way to do that. And it's just seven days to short, short little glimpse into what the possibilities are for what you want to give to your potential guests. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, we'll, we'll put the links to your website in the uh, show notes below and your Instagram. You are pretty active on there. Is there yes. anything else that you'd like to make sure people know about? No, I think those are the two main things. Uh, I spend a lot of time on Instagram and I love chatting with people on Instagram and also showing Montenegro. You know, it's quite an unknown place for the for most people. And yeah. So it's really nice for me that I'm able to, to share that with the world as well right now. So thank you very much, Craig. This has been an awesome conversation. I've yeah. loved it. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed that as well. This is such a, uh, you know, it really, it, it scratches that itch of me wanting to go travel internationally because it's something that I haven't gotten to do much of. And you know, the, the pandemic kind of <laughs> put a halt on some plans that I had to do that earlier, but it's all right. Uh, I think, you know, it's cool that It'll there's happen. so many other It'll opportunities. Happen, yeah. yeah. That we can do, you know, within the scope of what we can do. Always finding that's a core tenant of like the happier here brand. And also my own life is the, you know, focus on the things that you can't control. Don't stress out about like, mm -hmm. Oh, I can't go do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, what can you do at the very minimum? You probably have an internet connection. If you're listening to this, somehow you have internet connection. Yes, uh, and there's like absolutely. so, there's a world of opportunities and experiences that you can have right through that little display port that you're you're looking at uh, right now. Or and you can to. create an experience for absolutely. someone that doesn't have to cost anything. Which and that's right? like you. That's fun too. That's incredible. Like being able yeah. to create an experience for someone for sure. Absolutely. I mean that that's there's a lot of impact in that for them, but also for you as well. You know, it goes full circle. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much. Uh, go check out her website and her follow her on Instagram. And uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you, Craig. Bye. Bye, everyone.